You're listening to Raising HSE, a podcast designed for parents with students in Hamilton Southeastern schools. Each episode, you'll hear from different staff and teachers, and they'll share with you helpful tips, information that your student can use, and a few parenting hacks, because together we're Raising HSE. Hello, I'd like to welcome everyone to our continued podcast series called Raising HSE. And today our topic is internships. And uh, my name is Matt Kegley. I'm the assistant superintendent uh, for our teaching and learning department in Hamilton Southeastern Schools. And I've got some um, important guests with me today who um, are responsible for internships. I'm going to allow them an opportunity uh, to introduce themselves. We'll do that right now. Yeah, my name is uh, Brandon Cloud, and uh, I kind of got a dual role. I work as a work-based learning coordinator over the three academy sites we have in the district, and I'm also uh, working as a school counselor also with the students who attend the academy. My name is Mike Espick, and I'm the internship coordinator at Fishers High School. And I'm Scott May, and I uh, do the same thing as Mike at, at uh, Hamilton Southeastern High School. I'm the internship coordinator, and this is uh, my third year of doing this. Great, thanks. And one more guest we have with us today uh, who works over in our administration office, Eric Day. Eric, why don't you talk about your role? Yeah, as Matt said, my name is Eric Day. I'm the data integration manager and experiential learning coordinator here. Uh, that allows me to do uh, lots of roles, but for when it comes to internships, I'm just here uh, to support. Uh, Brandon, Mike, and Scott, uh, what they're doing at the building level and really trying to do some district initiatives around growing uh, our business school as well as our students that participate in internships. You know, um, the focus is internships. What we really want to want to try to do today is provide uh, anyone who's listening to this um, an opportunity to understand how we coordinate internships, who might be great candidates for internships, and maybe there's some people that are listening to this that uh, run a business or work at a business where internships um, don't happen, but maybe could. And maybe so we'll provide some opportunity for to, to talk about how they could get engaged with the process as well. But we're going to begin with um, who, what's the typical, you know, what are we looking for with a person, with a student who um, tackles an internship or might consider taking an internship what are the what are the things that we would why would they choose that uh, we'll get uh, we'll get to why they would want to but I guess think about who that person is if you were doing a you know kind of a this is the type of person that 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 might really benefit and let's start with Brandon well yeah um, to kind of address that it's generally going to be a student who's probably going to be entering into that senior year who's really got some questions about what the the future holds for them, maybe college, maybe vocational school, maybe the workforce. And they're just really wanting to dip their toe in a couple different experiences to see what things are like. Maybe if nothing else, just to rule things out. Uh, my general approach to students is, is exposure and exposure through experience. Great, thanks Brandon. Mike, what's your thoughts on that? I totally agree with what Brandon just said, especially from the standpoint of um, maybe ruling some uh, opportunities out that maybe all of your, your life throughout school, you've had this dream of, of doing, doing something in particular. And we try to give you that opportunity to experience that and to really solidify if that is truly what it is that you wanna do going on to that next level. 
Um, and if it, if it comes out that that's not what you want to do, or you find out that it's a, a lot different than what you had thought it was, then it gives us an opportunity to potentially find that alternative solution, that plan B or C. Scott, your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, just kind of tagging on that, I think, uh, I think as a senior, you're ready for something different. You know, I think if you're a, you're a high school senior and you're on track to graduate on time and you're looking for an elective opportunity, um, you know, I kind of believe everybody ought to do this. I think, uh, you know, before I go spend a lot of money and time in college, uh, what a great opportunity as a high school student to get out there and, and experience uh, your, your kind of your career path or what your thoughts are uh, before you ever spend that time and money. So, um, you know, that senior that, that's, that's ready for something different, this is, this is a great opportunity. So, so just kind of seizing on a, something you just said, the idea that, that everybody should think about doing this. Um, uh, what, what kind of um, expectations should I have if, I'm, if I am considering if, as an incoming senior or a senior next year, if I'm thinking about, hey, maybe an internship is something I want to tackle, but, but what should I what should I expect to be put on me as a responsibility? Can you can you talk a little bit more about that, Scott? Yeah, well, I mean, one thing Mike and I try to do obviously is we, we sit down and have a conversation. Or thanks to COVID, we're doing Zooms with everybody and and uh, you know, kind of getting that idea of what what's your passion, what do you like, what do you uh, you know, what have you done so far career wise to get yourself ready for that career? And we're going to try to put you in the right situation. So. Um, it's definitely an exploring opportunity. Um, you know, we, a lot of times I'll have a student come in and say, well, you got a list that I can pick from. And it's not really a, a list type thing. It's a, let's have a conversation. And from our conversation, then I know of opportunities for you. Um, you know, I, I just talked to a student the other day that's looking at the medical profession. And, and you know, in, the, in that situation, you're going to be doing a lot of observation. To do a whole year of observation to me is, is will get boring at some point. And so then I kind of push them a semester, maybe in that environment, and then a semester in a nursing home or something like that, where you're actually get to interact with people and see if I like, you know, working with, with older people, or if you want to work more pediatrics, uh, maybe a daycare. So, you know, it's, it's, it's trying to fit that kid in what, and as a 17, 18 year old senior, do you really know what you want to do? Uh, I think they have ideas and, and maybe mom and dad have encouraged them or, or whoever. Um, you know, we all have role models and, and career role models, I think, too. Uh, but we're trying to get them that experience to see if this is really what they like to do or not. So um, it, it's a process, I think. It's a conversation. It's looking at your GPA, your attendance. Um, you know, I have a hard time putting a kid out there that's attendance isn't great. I mean, you got to be dependable. You got to be able to show up on time and do those employability skills. Um, so again, I think those are all important things to take a look at. Great, great. Eric, um, we've been doing internships for a little bit uh, now, a few years, and um, we've, we've continued to expand over time. Um, do we have, what, what does our data tell us about, about our engagement in internships and, and the student, uh, you know, opportunities there? Yeah, I think the biggest thing that sticks out from a data standpoint uh, kind of highlights what Mike was saying about kind of having a better idea of what you want to do uh, after high school. And when we surveyed students uh, at one point, 80% of them said that the internship gave them a better idea of what they wanted to do after high school. 
But what was really interesting is that only 52% said that what they wanted to do after high school is what they did during their internship. And I think inside that 28% there, there's a group of students that maybe learned, like Mike said, that I thought I wanted to do this, but really I don't want to. And we think that's just as valuable as doing something that, you're, that you find out that you're really absolutely passionate about. And I think the other thing to piggyback on what uh, Scott was saying was really the only requirement, we don't require any courses to take beforehand, really the only requirement that you need to worry about ahead of time is just making sure that there's room in your schedule uh, for this class. There's not something that I need to take this class freshman, freshman year to make sure I'm set up. It's just really kind of staying on track to graduate to where that there's room in your schedule for your senior year for some electives. And then this can be one of the elective choices that you go with. Um, Brandon, you were kind of um, out of this group at least um, and, and maybe others I don't know about that were involved, but I know out of this group, you were you have the most, I guess, experience in our district in terms of connecting kids with with internship opportunities. Um, you started that when you were based over at Fishers High School as a counselor in, the, in that department. Can you, can you share, maybe think back over your, your time, uh, what it, reflect on how this whole program has evolved from when you first um, started it to, to kind of where we are today? A great question. Um, the reason we kind of launched this uh, several years ago was just because we had so many kids coming through the guidance office as seniors, really questioning what electives they were taking uh, and how that was going to look in their schedule. At the same time, we were kind of starting the, uh, the flex option for our seniors. And so we looked at the philosophy behind it and kind of we wanted to get more experiential learning availabilities to those kids, um, not to knock on any electives, but generally by the time they're a senior, they've already gotten a lot of the electives they were interested in. So this was just one more offering. We also at the same time had a lot of businesses as well as city government that was uh, making their voices heard about they wanted to participate more in a school community sense. So we, we gained some partnerships through some local businesses as well as the city of Fishers and, and voila. I mean, we started with about 10 kids and, and now we're, we're well into the hundreds. So that was kind of how it was launched and the reason it was launched. Great. Thanks for sharing that. Mike, um, depending on what high school I'm in, I know both of the, they're, all kids are scheduling or, or classes are scheduling or have been or are wrapping up. Um, I am a junior, going to be a senior next year. Um, and I listen to this podcast and maybe I've already scheduled or maybe I'm thinking about, is it too late for me to get, get, get this included for next year? Uh, the short answer is no. Um, if you've already had that uh, conversation with your counselor and you've already scheduled for next year, uh, there, there's nothing as set in stone as of right now that is going to prevent you from reaching back out to that counselor and having that conversation. And that's where that's where everything starts is with your counselor. Uh, so have that conversation to discuss, hey, do I have room in my schedule to potentially do an internship? And uh, as Scott alluded to or, or you know, that's probably the first step is, do I have the, the room in my schedule to potentially have an internship? Once that conversation's had with the counselor um, and it's deemed that, yes, it's possible to do that, um, an application is, is sent to Scott and I uh, via a form that the counselor fills out, which then prompts Scott and I to reach out to that student individually. Um, there is an application process that we have the student complete 
It basically gives them the opportunity to express in writing what it is they're interested in um, so that when Scott and I receive that, we can review it and at least kind of have a, a talk, be able to prepare a talk track with that student as to, hey, let's, let's look into this farther, wider and deeper and see maybe what opportunities might exist for you. Um, Scott and I's goal is to have all of our students in a placement by the end of the school year. So as long as that conversation is had prior to the end of the school year, um, I think there's still plenty of opportunity. Uh, where it becomes a little bit more difficult is once Scott and I start to place students, then those opportunities start to disappear as we've placed other students um, in those opportunities. And so um, I, I would say opportunities diminish a little bit, but there's still opportunity there. Um, when you get later on into the semester um, or even after school has ended and into the summer, uh, we offer what's called a CYO, which stands for create your own. And that gives students the opportunity, you know, Scott and I know a lot of people and, and as we all know a lot of people, but we don't know everyone. And a lot of our students have family members, uh, parents, cousins, grandma, grandpa, neighbors, what have you, that work in different industries. And so a lot of times they have more contacts than we do. And the CYO option uh, gives students that opportunity to reach out to that person that they know in their sphere and say, hey, I'm a high school senior. I've got three periods of opportunity to go out and do an internship. And this is kind of what I'm, I'm looking forward to doing. And just so happens that that neighbor is the, the vice president of that potential opportunity. And so a student can come to us and say, um, I, I wanna do an internship uh, with XYZ company. And I, my neighbor is the vice president of this company and feels like you know, I can do that. At which point Scott and I would bet that company have another conversation so that they fully understand what our expectations are um, for that student to see if that is truly a an opportunity that student can participate in. That's, that's great information for any for any student listening to this. That if you're a two B senior for sure, if you're if you're an underclassman and and you're now's a good time to be. I think it's a fair statement that now's a good time to be thinking about if an internship is on your horizon. Think about how you can create your schedule in a way to get everything done to be ready to, to do that. We've talked about who, who's a good candidate, why a student would want to do this, um, the process for becoming an intern or, or starting with that conversation. I'd like to, I'd like to have each of you, uh, Brandon, Mike, and Scott, maybe share at least one um, celebration or an internship experience that you know of that has just really stuck out to you. Maybe it's a student who always knew they wanted to, to do something in a particular career and they did the internship and it was everything they wanted it to be. Maybe it was the reverse. They thought it was this and, and wasn't, but, but just if you could share maybe a, an anecdotal story of some of our students, uh, at least one student that you know of from HSC, what their internship was, because I don't, I don't think many people in our community maybe understand the, the broadness of our opportunities and, uh, and just what that success story was. Brandon, can we start with you? With work-based learning, it is a little bit different than the internships in the sense that we focus on preparing students primarily for leaving school and entering a high-skilled, high-demand type kind of a career. So that may be vocational school, it may be the workforce or what have you, but um, it's really cool. I mean, I've had a couple that come to mind. One in particular is a student who we partnered with Gaylor Electric. 
they went through the uh, hiring process, uh, became employed as an apprentice electrician, went through additional schooling, and he actually just stopped in my office a couple days ago. And uh, it's a great question because just the, the recency of his visit and brought this to mind. And, and the kid is just uh, really thriving. He's in his second year of the apprenticeship. It's a four-year program. Um, he's definitely solidified a career path that matches his personality, his skill set, and uh, has a fantastic income to boot. <laughs> That's a great story. Scott, how about you? Yeah, I, I mean, I think I've got, I've had several kids that just, <laughs> you know, ama amazing type things that they've been able to do. I know uh, Eric and I was just at the IOT lab and we have two students over there doing some really neat things where they get opportunities to, to work uh, tech stuff with all kinds of different companies out there. Um, I got a student at, at Team Rehab right now that, you know, started out our normal uh, work week for our students are 10 hours a week. And now he's putting in over 20 some hours and they're paying him. Um, I, I see that a lot. I mean, majority of our internships aren't paid, probably only 20% are. But I've seen a lot of kids do, you know, such a good job that, that businesses end up paying them and, and, or finding some type of bonus or compensation. Um, our goal is, is the experience. We don't really ask for pay, uh, but some kids are getting paid. So um, I think businesses kind of get confused on that. Can we pay them? Can we not pay them? Um, yes, you can. Uh, we kind of stay out of that process if that's, if that's part of it. So I, I've seen kids go in as, as you know, high school students just trying to figure it out. And before long, they're on a payroll and they're putting in more than 10 hours and they are definitely locked into a career and, and love the opportunity. Awesome. Mike, what are your thoughts on that? So I'm being the, the newest member of, of this group uh, for internships, I think I'm still kind of in awe about all of the opportunities in general. When uh, students were coming through the CCA in my first full year, um, just hearing, hearing the, having the conversation with students and, and hearing what it was that they were experiencing was um, just eye-opening and, and actually very rewarding for me. Even though I wasn't doing the work, it was just, it was conversation constant of, of awesome idea of um, opportunities. Um, had a student sit in on a delivery of a child uh, and just to hear her reaction to that and uh, just really solidified that that was what she wanted to go towards. And so every day I come in and I hear these different stories and it's just, it's amazing. And, and I talk to other students and teachers at different buildings and they're in also in awe about, wow, your kids get those different opportunities. And yeah, this is every day. And so I think it's a, a wonderful opportunity. Um, I, I kind of, I mean, uh, excited that I still get to be a part of it. Um, so lots of different, every year, I feel like every year, uh, being only this my second year, that new opportunities come up. So last year, there was a lot of hubbub in, in our medical field with COVID that didn't happen this year, but other opportunities have come about. And I've heard conversations with, um, uh, there's a, a company in Greenfield, Stanley Access, and my student is on Zoom calls with people from New York and LA to the point where if he's in class, those people are saying, well, where's Tommy at? Why isn't he on the call? Oh, well, he's in class today. And so, you know, he's 17, 18 years old. And these people that are our age, you know, all us old folks, they're wondering where he is. Where's Tommy? Well, he's in class. So uh, just amazing what some of these kids can accomplish. And they're generating this network of, of people at the age that they are that they're going to be able to rely on and reach back out to as they get older 
in their careers. Yeah, it's amazing. So it, we not only have this really unique experience for the for the student that they're a part of, but but they are doing. You know, I, I think there is a perception that many people might think a, a high school intern is maybe just you know running copies in an office or or you know doing some some just some tasks that just need to be done around the office but you all three share have shared examples and i know of countless others where our kids are doing the work that any employed adult in that company has done and in some cases maybe even have been given some more responsibility so it is and they're very unique and so that's that's really a, a, an important feature to our program Eric, we're going to wrap up with you and talking about, uh, as I mentioned at the outset, there might be somebody who um, who runs a business or is in um, a senior level of a business and and they know they don't have internships or maybe it's just somebody driving to work today as they listen to this and they're thinking, well, I wonder if our employer has any interns. Um, we, we know we have a great company and how do we get involved? Can you talk a little bit about, about how do people who don't have interns uh, get involved? A great question. I think the, the first thing is that we've rebranded uh, our experiential learning website and we've switched it over to what we're calling community-based learning. So you can reach that website by going to hfcschools.org slash cbl that like community-based learning. So C as in cat, B as in boy, L as in Larry. Um, and there you'll have the opportunity uh, for both all of our audience out there. You can you know, click one thing and you can go as a student or a family and learn more about everything that we're doing, including internships. And then there's another option for organizations to click where they can learn. Uh, there's an FAQ section, um, how to get involved. And there's a, there's a form that you can fill out, uh, get some contact information and we'll get you in touch uh, with myself or Scott, Mike or Brandon, uh, whatever makes the most sense. And then just like with the students, it's really a conversation. Um, you know, where there's some, um, well, we can answer all your questions. You know, we've alluded to some things about 10 hours per week. Um, you know, this kind of all the things, can the student work remotely? And I think uh, that conversation is really where, you know, we answer the questions that are specific to your business and to your situation. Or even you could say, you know, I, my business does this, how could I even involve an intern in this situation? And, and we can help guide that conversation. Um, you know, highlighting what everybody just said, I think what we hear from businesses time and time again is that they're amazed at what uh, abilities and what skill set our students come to them with already and how they can grow that even more. Um, you know, a lot of them have college interns as well, and they're saying that the high school interns are, are doing better or, or are more um, responsible. And I think that ties into a lot with, you know, what Scott, Mike, and Brandon do. We, we have, you know, not only their parents involved or their family involved, but we also have a teacher involved, uh, making sure they're showing up and, and doing what they're supposed to be doing and have that other level of accountability. So really go to that website or contact the school in any way. Uh, we'll get you where we need uh, you to go and get your questions answered and get you signed up. Wonderful. Thanks, Eric. Well, I would just want to thank you all for your um, input today. Hopefully, um, anybody that listens to this um, that's a parent in our district, um, a student um, or a potential internship provider uh, finds the information um, uh, worthwhile. 
and uh, will reach out to us if they if they want to participate. So uh, thank you, Brandon, Mike, Scott, and Eric for your uh, input today and uh, wish everybody out there a great day. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. We have more great content planned for future podcasts. Make sure to subscribe so you never miss Raising HSE.